Afternoon, good day. You're listening to New Vision Media this morning on our journey in the studios this morning. I have a very good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, a good brother of mine, Mr. Kishno Major. Now, some of y'all could know some other names, so I can let him tell you all, all the aliases that he has. <laughs> hey, morning, 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 everybody. Uh, thank you for the sound of me on the show. Um, yeah, well, I go by a few names. I got some people have called me Tizzle. I guess some people have called me Chump. I guess some people have called me Boxer, Sorrow, Big Dog. You know what so <laughs> wow, you, <laughs> you got You got all the names in the yeah, book, man. Yeah. You got all the names in the book. Yeah. All right, so, um, uh, know. so just, just give us a little insight. Where, where, what, what neighborhood did you grow up in um, in, in, in New Providence? Um, well, I grew up in... Um, the Grove area. Okay. Uh, Ragged Island Street, mm-hmm. to be exact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's off Palm Avenue. Okay, okay. And now, how, how, how was the childhood in, in growing up in, in, in the city? Well, growing up in the Grove community, um, I was surrounded by a lot of negative influence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I was taught at a young age that you either were a predator or a prey. Right. And the eldest that was around me uh, groom me to be a predator. Right, right. Because um, I guess I had elder cousins in the mm-hmm, gang mm-hmm. and the cousins' friends, and, and you know, they wanted to enroll me into that. So one day I could roll with them. Right, right. So I was taught um, the way of a predator, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way of a gangster right. uh, at an early age. Okay. Yeah. And and so did you, did you venture into gang activities? I did. Uh-huh. I did. At a point in my life, I was so deep into the gang activity that I almost lost my life. Wow. Um, more than once. Right. You could, you tell, could you just give us a, um, a story on what happened? Um, well, the gang that I was uh, representing, um, if you know the Grove area, there's not only one specific gang in that area. Right. The Grove is made up of a, a lot of numerous Different gangs. Right, right. <clears throat> and at one point, I was cool with all of these guys until I went on the bus mm-hmm. and I had on some jewelry. Right. And the guys from the opposite gang surrounded me with cutlass and, and they robbed me. Wow. So when I went back in the grove, the guys who was from that gang, 
I had a problem with them. Right, right. Even though we was cool, but hey, your guys just robbed me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it started a war, and it came to a point where, well, you know, the youngest, the young, the youngest nowadays is caught lacking, but right. we say can't slip it. Okay, uh, okay. They call the elders, mm-hmm. and the elders came. Uh, held me up at gunpoint. Shot at us actually. Wow. Um, held me up at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the gun to my head. And mm-hmm. when the gun was to my head, we have heard a story when they say, "Yeah, life flash before, before your eyes." eyes. Yeah, right. that's true. Right, right. That's true. That happens for real because mm-hmm. it was like I saw white mm-hmm. and I got to see everything I did in my life. It's really, like, I already accepted I was gone. Right, right. And the someone scream, some mm-hmm. female scream in the box say no, and. The person who was holding the gun on me looked back, and he decided to just gun butt me in my head and right. and break off running. So wow. the Lord was with me on that one. And and was that was that the turning point for you to to get out of that lifestyle? To or you honest, still, or, or you still continue on? Yeah, to be honest, it it was a wake up call. It right. was a wake up call. Mm-hmm. But at that point in my life, I had no kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really had no responsibility, so it was more retaliation for me. Right, right. At that point, okay. Did 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 that did that did that escalate into anything else? Um, were were you able to, uh, or were you able just to take it to the next level and that 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 back and forth with the other gangs and stuff like that? Okay, with that situation, it could have escalated easily mm. to to something else. Right. But I laid low for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And the guys was laying low for a period of time. All right. In this point, in this period of time, I was laying low and they was laying low. I ended up having my first child. Okay, okay. Uh, how how old were you then? I was about 20, 21. Okay, okay. Um, and I had a daughter. Mm-hmm. And after I had my daughter, I started to look at life different because I wanted to be there for my child. Right. I wanted to be a father to her. So one night, I decided to walk in the grove uh, by myself. Mm-hmm. And... Apparently, this one, my main enemy, decided to walk in the grove that night as well. Right, right. And we were friends once. Right, right. And he approached me and I approached him. Mm-hmm. We look at each other and we just play so laughing and say, hey, let's kill this man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? That ain't, that ain't, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. So what, what you would say that because you end up having a child, that, 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 um, that changed your perspective on life? Yeah, it did. Because coming up, my father wasn't there for me the way that I feel like he should have been at right. that age. Right, right. Um, and the time that he tried to intervene, I was already so in depth in the streets. It was kind of hard for for him to reach out to me. Mind you, I still have lessons that I could remember that my father used to tell me from time to time. But he wasn't around as much as he should have been. Mm-hmm. So I always... Um, had in my mind if I have children, hey, I want to be there for them at all times. Okay. So once I had my daughter, that changed mm-hmm. my outlook on life. And 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 so you 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 transitioned from that mentality of being a part of the gang to coming becoming a father. Yeah. Trying to provide, be there, and don't be a statistic. Right. So you you got out of that. I know you ventured into boxing. Right. How how did how did that happen for you? Well, boxing, I didn't even want to box, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. It wasn't something that I just woke up and said, hey, I want to be a boxer. Right. I was more into basketball. Right, right. You know, I was into basketball. And, um, 
But you ain't that. You ain't. You ain't that tall. You ain't. You ain't that tall. Oh, but I was bad. You was bad. I had no left, but I could take you, you right all day. You could take it all right all day. <laughs> I could take it right all day. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of my cousins, Dwight Major, mm-hmm. he is also living in the Grove. Um, okay. And he came to me. And he's like, "Hey, let's go to boxing." Because I was living in the the wooden, like a wooden shack with a push out window. Right, right, right. Stick. Right. So, Once my window push open with the step, you and can just, you just come, come, come and the pull the curtain across. Side, yeah? yeah, so he put the curtain across, wake me up. Hey, hey, boy, let's go by the boxing gym, remind us, and just mm-hmm. been in the park. And I said, I said, boy, I don't know boxing, man. I said, nice, man, please, man, let's go. Right. So I said, anyway, he put on my clothes. We go on to the gym, and instantly, remind us saw something in me. Right, right. When he asked me to hit the bag and spar with the other guys who was there a long time. Right, right. And I was standing toe to toe to them. I, I get, I get some cut up now. Right, right, right. And I said I ain't get cut up. Right. But I was standing toe to toe with them. Okay. And he was like, hey, I think you should stick with it. Okay. I think I could do something. How, how old, how old were you then? Around the time I was about, I was about uh, eighteen, nineteen. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I was about this, eighteen, nineteen. Okay, and and then and then, you. Well, you would done that means that still means that you were still in the gang at the time, yeah, and you got yeah, into boxing. I was yeah? still, I was still actually there in the streets. I was yeah. still actually in the streets. He's uh, Ray managed to come and pick us up out the grove. Okay, okay. Yeah. So when when you got into boxing and um, I, I you you started boxing, it was almost a natural progression for you because you know basically you was then being trained mm-hmm. as as a youth by the streets, right? And so you just was putting into practice, and Ray Miner saw something in you. Um, and you continue on that. After you came on the street, were you still instrumental in being into boxing? It came a point in time. It came a point in time that I was boxing, and then I was serious about boxing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when I got uh, uh, Wellington Miller was the president at that time, and he he saw me on the road. I was he was by a car and the police getting some stuff. Right, and he's like, "Hey man, Kishno, I need you to." Get serious, but the gym I need to get serious. You was the number one heavyweight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get back in shape and and get ready. And I was like, man, listen, I gotta try and make money. This right. ain't paying me right now, and I I I can't. I have to try and do something to make money. And okay. The things that I was doing to make money was in the street. Right, right, right. Selling weed and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he said, man, he said, listen to me. Do they do 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 this for me, and I can make sure you're straight. And he pull out a check, check check back out his pocket, and he mm-hmm. write a check for five hundred dollars, and he's like. That's some incentive. That's the incentive get right back there. Back in the gym, right, so I right. Say, All right, let's go. Right, you know, and at that point is when I really, really put the street on the side. Okay, okay. How how old were you then? I at was that about, point? but it's about twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, All right. Twenty four. So after after you got serious and get 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 back into the gym seriously, how far how far did it take you? All around the world. All around the world. All around the world, like places I never dream of going. Mm-hmm. Places like Malaysia. Um, Azerbaijan, Baku, mm-hmm. that's in Europe. Right, right. Where there's be bombing and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? um, the, re- the real streets. The real streets. <laughs> yeah. The, the suicide bombers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Cuba, mm-hmm. Canada, right. Jamaica, Trinidad. Like, I've been all over the world. Okay, okay. Boxing. So, so because you, you the, the lifestyle that you was living, first, it almost took your life. Yeah. It took somebody to take you out of the street completely by showing you what was possible. Right. At that time, were you an amateur boxer or were you a professional boxer? I was an amateur boxer. Okay. I was I was never actually a professional boxer. Right. In amateur, you have uh, categories. You okay. Have, um, okay. 
You have novice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> novice is, is, is a beginning fighter. Okay, okay. Right? If you, let's say, about seven to eight fights, you could still fight novice. Okay. After I came back, I was already elite. Okay. Now, you have elite, there's the novice, and then it's elite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once you're elite, you don't fight with no headgear on. Right. Because you're elite fighter. Okay. This is the only difference between uh, professional and amateur. You call it semi-pro. We, okay. still, wear the, we still wear the shape. Okay. We okay. don't wear headgear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you didn't, you, you, at this point, you were traveling around the world, seeing different things other than the growth. Yeah. Um, you're seeing the way that other people live. Right. Did it did it inspire you to remain on those streets? Was it was it lucrative? Did did it pay you to keep off of those streets? Um, when I saw well, certain places I went, mm-hmm. the lifestyle that was living there not not all of the lifestyle was lavish. Right, right. If I go to Cuba, mm-hmm. uh, that's a different. That's something like just where I come from. Right, right, right. But <clears throat> we go to places like. Uh, Malaysia and Canada and stuff. Right, you right. see the lifestyle, the big buildings and the big lights and the big houses mm-hmm. and the big. It's like from then I was in my mind like, hey, that's what I want. Right, right. That's what I want. I I always wanted to be a family place and a family man and mm-hmm. just have a big house, man. And I seen that right. lifestyle over there, so that inspired me to go out. So even see, because one of the things is while you was in the streets, mm-hmm. you were never arrested. No, you you never pick up no charges. You never convicted. Well. I was never convicted. Right. But I was arrested a lot of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never was convicted. And um, so that, that that didn't narrow your future to, you know, once you're convicted of a, a certain crime in this country, you cannot travel. Right. So, so in essence, um, boxing took you and, and saved you right. from the streets right. in, in a sense so that you can go and see something greater than the growth community right. or greater than the country that you were residing in. And, and it gives you the perspective on the sin. There's something that I need to do with my life and be more productive. Right. And so after you, after you traveled, um, what, what was your record as, as, a, as, a, as a semi, but it was uh, called it semi-pro? Semi-pro. Mm-hmm. Um, my record is about, I had about over 100 fights. Wow. And about... Uh, about six to seven losses. Right, right. Yeah, and um. So you're trying to tell me you win ninety, you win, you win, yeah, you win ninety three fights. Yeah, man, I was that bad. You was that bad. I was that bad. Why, why didn't you go? Why didn't you go pro? Um, a lot of people ask me that question. Right. It just some. It just wasn't something I was interested in. Right. My right. my vision and my goal was in boxing was to actually go to the Olympics. Right, right. And win an Olympic gold medal. Okay. And be compensated for that mm-hmm. and then go into coaching. Okay, okay. Because it came a point that um, in my boxing career, I went to the president at the time, Mr. Wellington Mill, and I told him, hey, well, um, I think this could be my last year after I try to qualify for the Olympics. Okay. If I don't make that, I, don't want to go, I won't go into coaching. Right, right. You know, uh, okay. I need you to start preparing me, you know, for certificates and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So professional boxing was in it just was in the dream of mine. Okay, you just want the, the the major dream was yeah. to go to the Olympics. Olympics, win the big medal. Right, right. Get land. Yeah, get, get, get something, yeah, you know, because yeah. they gave you something in the country. Yeah, chill out, cause my the my the weight division I in, in boxing. Right. They ain't all soft legs. No, no, no. They they ain't easy. <laughs> they big legs. <laughs> so know? so did what happened? Did you did you never qualified for the Olympics? Um, I. Well, I qualified to go. Right. I qualified to go. They have a qualifiers for the qualifiers. Okay. 
So, so you have to qualify for it. You have to qualify and then requalify. Yeah. Right. So I qualified to qualify. Right. And um for some reason it's not that I couldn't qualify for the Olympics. Right. But it's just one pesky Cuban. Uh-huh. They keep putting in the front of me every major competition I go to. They keep lining me in my face. And I start to think, hey, hey, that's a setup, man. This is a setup. They say, nah, if we put this little Bahamas against Venezuela, uh-huh. we don't see him. Cut the up down there in Cuba. Right, right. If we put him against this Brazilian, we don't see him cut the up down there in Cuba too. Right, right. He can qualify for the Olympics. Okay, okay. But this one Cuban we can't beat. Right. Let's stick him in the front line every time. So every time I go to a major competition, they put this one Cuban right in the front of me, and it's like, it's not that I couldn't beat him, but. Right, right. Them Cubans, they ain't easy to beat. They ain't easy to beat. They ain't, they ain't, and, and, once they, and they already have name and rank. Okay, so okay. So it's hard for you to beat them unless you actually knock them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ain't gonna win points on them. Right, right. They already have name and rank. And, and when, you say, when you say name and rank, what does that mean? Majority of those Cubans, uh, they start training from the, 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 the age of eight. Okay, okay. And some, some of them by the age of 12, 13, they already have over 100 fights. Wow. They just like that. Wow. And, and they qualify for the Olympics easy. Mm-hmm, They've already mm-hmm. been there a couple times. So okay. you, a newcomer, coming in against a two-time Olympic world champ, uh, champion, mm-hmm. whatever, you can't beat him on points. Oh, you got to knock judge, him out. Yeah, the judges ain't going to give you a, a close fight. Would it, would it, be, would it be because they have a, a system of training is much different than what we here experience in the country? Yes, and that's, that's their advantage. Mm-hmm. Cubans... Um, they train all day. Right, right. And they get they, paid. Uh, well, they don't get paid. Mm-hmm. They they are in a school. Okay, okay. Right? Uh-huh. They get fed. Mm-hmm. They get fed. Um, and I think this is why, I think it's also to do with their determination to get out of Cuba, their hunger to get out of Cuba. Right, right. But they train all day. They don't have to work. Mm-hmm. They train three to four times a day, mm-hmm. every day, right. except... Except maybe Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Uh, they go to school and 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 the school everything is set up inside inside the school. school. Yeah. Okay. So they eat. They go in the cafe. They eat. Mm-hmm. They box the boxing again. Okay. They go to sleep. Wake up. Boxing. Right. Everything is boxing. Okay. And okay. Here we only have a few boxes. Mm-hmm. Cuba they have thousands of boxes. So really, it's like you have to be on your A game right. to stay here. Okay. Because okay. once they make the national team, mm-hmm. that's when they start to get. Some, some recognition, and right? They can take, they can take care of their family, and, they, and that's what most of them want. And some of them, right. they, do that, they, they go off, and then they go out, and they make millions of dollars because they go to other countries and okay. sign, sign professional. Okay, okay. So, so you made you made, you made made the national team a few yeah. times. Yeah. All right. And, did, I mean, you could have seen the, the results or the fruit of your labor? Yeah, because yeah. Um, there was a guy... Who came in from Orlando, but he's a Bahamian. Right. And he was in my weight category and I got this call from from the president at the time, Mr. Wellington Millie. It's like, hey, we have you have a challenger for your spot. Mm-hmm. And it shocked me because I know I've been on top for a little while. while. Right. And then no one here was able to defeat me. Right. So I was right. like, I was like, um, who this clown is? Right. And he's like, oh, I'm Ron Sands. Uh-huh. He's actually now a professional fighter. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I say, I'm Ron Sands. So yeah, I mean, I say, yeah, he just coming from the states or whatever, and this and that. And I saw hearing some talks about him. That right, he was right. good. He's right, a right. good fighter or whatever. And it wasn't a shock feeling for me or a scared feeling. It was like, okay, well now I have, I finally have someone worthy mm-hmm. 
to fight okay. in my own country. Okay, okay. And um, the president said, okay, now the stipend, the the money, mm. if he win, mm-hmm. he could get this $1,000 a month. Right. If you win, mm-hmm. I could give you the $1,000 a month. I have to be fair. Right. So... That was the incentive. I was running the extra miles. Right, right. Different extra weights. Yeah. Yeah, and when I fought him the first time, I everybody was like, hey, that's the most punches I ever see you throw in any fight. Right, right. I was throwing like 100 punches around. Wow. Just to make sure I clear that. Right, right. And I defeated him. So the fruits of my labor was there. I started getting $1,000 every month. Okay, okay. And so that that was able to, to, to feed you, feed the family, you know, um, and then, then it gave you some some more notoriety in the country. Yeah. So, how many times you would have fought him after that? I fought him one more time after that. Who win? Uh, me again. You again. But this time I knock him out. Oh, okay, this okay. This time I knock him out. Mm-hmm. See, because you had, you had, I, I guess you figured that you had more to lose than he did. That's why you went so hard at him. Well, not to say more to lose, mm-hmm. but I know he was coming. Serious. Yeah, I know he was coming different. I would say. That that's one of the toughest behemoths mm-hmm. I ever fight. I, right. I wouldn't say opponents, right, right. But that's one of the toughest behemoth boxers mm-hmm. I ever fought okay. in, in my whole entire boxing career. Boxing career in this country. Okay, and I knew he was coming back right. to try to get that win. So I know I had to go even harder, right, to keep my spot. Okay, it's okay. like what I was mentioning to you in Cuba. Mm-hmm. They have so much boxers in line behind them. They have to go hard every, every time to keep that spot, right. to keep the number one spot. So right. I went to Cuba to train for that second match. Mm. I even didn't stay up. No, you go, you go, you go, you go, go to get some of that. Right, right, right. Go right. Out in the jungle. Right. How long? How long were you in Cuba training? For the second fight, yeah. yeah, I was down there for about two months. Okay, okay, two months, and that was every day, every day, except Saturday and Sunday. Right, right. Yeah, that's our chill out day. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. and you was going hard, hard lifting weights. Everybody sleeping there in the gym, right? Pumping iron. Mm-hmm. My friends, even the Cubans, they asking me, like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, get the pastor." Like they asked me, hey, "What happened? You, you can't sleep?" <laughs> right, right, like, no, right. No, my mind was so I just was thinking about the fight. Yeah, you focus, so you focus. focus. Yeah, yeah. Because somebody coming trying to take that thousand dollars from you. Yeah, you did. Okay, so so you 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 didn't make the Olympic team. Um, so you decided that you're going to get into coaching. Coaching. And how did how did how did that go? Well, the coaching. I started to I started to gain a passion for that. Mm. It was like I would go in the gym and you would have kids coming up to me while I hitting the bag and right. oh why you used to do it like this or right, you used to do right. it like that. And something in me just wouldn't let them do it the wrong way. Okay. okay. So I'd stop what I doing, hey, this mm-hmm. is like this until I noticed I had a whole gym or followers just waiting for me to come to the gym. Okay, okay. You know? Um Right now, I would say it worked out for for the best for me as a coach because okay. I was able to take off. I was able to take two teams to the Carifta Games. Okay, okay. In two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. and the year before that, I was able to take a team to uh, to to go to Florida for a tournament. Okay, and they came back with medals, silver medals, bronze. Gold. Okay, okay. So I was actually looking at. My work and my right, foods. right. You you succeed. could see you, you yeah. could see you could see see the truth put in. Right, right. And I watched them execute that. So that was that was kind of happiness for me. Okay, so from the time you've been coaching, have you had any other um, your boxes went pro or semi pro? Um, no. Uh huh. No, 
because right now the amateur boxing scene in the Bahamas mm-hmm. is still its lowest point. Wow. I could remember times we had a 20-member mm-hmm. boxing team with just mm-hmm. elite fighters. Uh, mm-hmm. Al Pacino Allen, Jerry Butler, Jimmy and Tutu Markey, Misha right. Major, Anthony Cougars Major, Aquino Sanders, Cameron Noel, Shimon Bean, and Bradley Johnson, like, yeah. just, just fighters. Right, right. And we used to dominate in the in the Caribbean. Right, right. We used to bring home the overall trophy. Mm-hmm. Everybody get gold. This one win MVP. We right. shine and we's on the top. Right. And now, it's like nothing is there. Mm. We go after these tournaments. That's that's Trinidad now. Right. But that's Barbados now. That's Guyana. These teams that we used to dominate. Not to say that they ain't, they ain't have no good fighters. But Just these teams the, we used to dominate. Right. And now, we only go into these tournaments with little one or two boxes. Wow. Because all the amateur boxes fade off the scene. Right, right. So, what our goal is and what our dream is is to build a new elite super team like that. Okay, like that okay. Before. You think you think that would ever be possible again? To see the caliber of boxes that y- you came up under and, and was what was before you? I wouldn't say it can't happen. Right. But you have one or two fighters out there who cut from Mark Lord. Okay. I have okay. one or two who I work with, they cut from Mark Lord. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, and a lot of them cut from the Claude. Right, right. You know? So so is it the the boxing federation in the Bahamas? How how is that working? I mean you don't really hear anything about the Boxing Federation no more. Well, the Boxing Federation, is, they currently right now they're in Guyana mm-hmm. to um, a schoolboy event, okay. boxing tournament in Guyana. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear really too much about the amateur boxing scene and federation right now. It's because the boxing, the boxes are so low. It's mm. not that great number of boxes. So um, we're trying our best to build that part. Right, right. Is there, is there plans in the motion like to see if you could get some of these guys from in the schools, from primary school? Because, I mean, you from the streets, mm. right? And you should understand that if you could reach them at an early age. Um, but one of the things is that so many so many uh, young men are so hungry. When I say hungry, they, they, they're hungry for one knowledge. They need, they need money, you know. Um, sometime in their family, they're the only person who they're hustling. Is there is there any plans that is put in motion for to see if we could rescue some of these men? And then is there is there a stipend ability or is there a way that they can at least receive a few dollars to take home training, and even if they win one little fight or something like that? Right now, with the with the boxing federation, right? Um, I I I, I don't think so. The stipend and mm-hmm. the funds and stuff like that because the boxing where boxing has been done so long. Right. It's nothing really pumping into it no more. Wow. Um the schools, there's been talk about that. Okay. Amongst the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh we mentioned it to the to the current president, uh Mr. Vincent Strong. Okay. And it would need a lot of financial aid mm-hmm. to happen. Where where's the minist- where's the Ministry of Youth and Sports at this point? It, they they're not involved in the, in the in in the system of boxing. They are, they are, but to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, um, there's no allocation for money for for amateur boxing from the from from they, from the government. They they have a they have a budget, but I can't tell you how much the budget is. Right. Um, and I don't, I can't say how much the budget could cover. Right, right. But I know the budget probably wouldn't be able to say give each, each of um boxer or. 
Some want a stipend. It's, okay, how many boxing clubs are here in the, in, in the country that you know? We have we have um about five, four to five. We have the Southside Marlins, which is run by Kayla Johnson and Tamino Johnson. Okay. You have the Bangers Boxing Club that's run by Al Pacino Allen. Okay. Um, you have Ron and the Strikers Boxing Club. Okay. You have Misha Major PA Boxing Club, and then you have my boxing club, which is um, Aftershock Boxing. Oh, club. right, right. Yeah, and uh, you have some. Some boxers from the island and okay, okay. You know, some boxing. Now, over all, over all those names, I, I, I am familiar with four of those names, and they, 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 they were from Yasset. Yeah. Um. You, you, you mentioned Misha Major. That's a family member of yours. Right, that's my cousin. Okay, so he got in the boxing. You got in the boxing. Then you have Torino Johnson, Tor- which is also my cousin. Yeah. Really. <laughs> all right. So I know Torino. Torino, is he still active in, 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 in the pro fighting? He's still active in the pro fighting. Right. But um, I think right now he's trying to do something with his, uh, he's trying to do a promotion company. Okay, okay. Um, For professional fighting. Okay, so okay. He's trying to get his company off the ground. I, I don't know if he have any fights coming up in the future. Mm-hmm. I, know he, I think he mentioned to me that he had one. Okay. But he, he wasn't, looked like he wasn't sure, but he, I think he didn't want to do more fights. Okay. And then, then you mentioned... Um, the lady, what's her name? Kayla Johnson. That's his sister. That's his, so, so the whole family. Yeah, it's like a, y'all, y'all, it's like a bloodline. Y'all, is, y'all are the only family that keeping amateur boxing going in the country. Then, right? Basically, in 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 like you say, in New Providence, really. Right. Any 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 clubs out of Grand Bahama that you know? Of? Uh, no, not off the top. Not off the top. Wow. The top. And so, so it's like almost like a family fair. So it's like now y'all get family stock against family. Yeah. To see who got the most bragging rights, has has it been in recent time? You know, we just coming out of COVID. Um, has it been any promotions put on between the boxing clubs? Yeah, um, during the COVID, we held we held um, aftershock boxing club, which is run and managed by myself and Valentino Nolts. Right, who was all also one of the most decorated amateur fighters to come from this country. Right, um, we hosted a Halloween show. Okay. And it was named Heroes versus Villains. Okay, okay. So yeah, <laughs> so it's like we had the the concept of okay, one team will be the bad guys, right? The next team will be the good guys, right? For, right. For all of the thing, and we we invited uh, Misha Major Pain Boxing Club. We invited Kayla from the Southside Marlins. We invited uh, Strikers. We invited basically all the boxing gloves. Okay, okay. Um, all didn't show. Right. But whoever showed up, they competed. Okay. And it, it, it was successful. Okay. So y'all, y'all had good reception from the public with it? Yeah. Everybody liked it. They, yeah. It was something they never saw before. Right. They wanted to do something different. Me saying, hey, we always could just say, hey, we having a boxing match. You know, we, we did it differently. Right, come right. Out and they, the, the kids come out in costumes. And, right, right. You know what I mean? Some of the people getting wheeled in the chair and the mad marks. Thing <laughs> okay, the okay, chair, okay. You know, it was different. So Okay. They like it. They never see it before. Like. Uh, right. Is there is there plans on doing it again? Well, you know, October was right here. We was going to do it. Right. But we having a little issues and now with the federation and stuff for that. So we're not sure if we going. We were supposed to make it an annual. Okay. And okay. Do it again. It has to be held through the federation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they they have to sanction it. They have to sanction it. it would this would this count as with the federation if the federation is involved? Would that count as fights, real fights? Yeah. Okay. So as that as, as long as the federation is involved, mm-hmm. that's that have to go down in the book. Okay. Okay. That's actually event. Okay. We did something after that. 
we did the we did a tournament for our coach. Okay. Ray Minus Junior. Right, right. The Ray Minus Title Awards. Mm-hmm. That's where we gave out belts to the Satan Fighters, and now they have that will be annual. They love to defend their belts. Okay. We have okay. won belts in that tournament, and all the clubs took part in that as well. Okay. All the clubs took took part in that as well. And 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 I know Ray Minus had a boxing camp as well, eh? Yeah, Champion Amateur Boxing Club. That's the club that we came came up in. Okay. Um, but unfortunately. He isn't doing too well right now. Right, right. Um, he is not able to uh, use his hands, mm. and he is uh, in a bad state right now. So okay. we wanted to do this that show, the show, the show we did, right, to honor, to honor him. Him, okay, okay, to honor him, yeah, to honor him and show him, hey, right, right, appreciated all the work he put in with us. Whatever. Right, but right. His club was champion amateur boxing club. Okay. That's where we came from. I know, and nobody else took on the, the the club to try to keep the club going. No, because at that point in time, Ray was still active. Okay. He was still doing his thing right there on, on Wolf Road, mm-hmm. across from Wim's Auto. Right, right. He still was running his champion amateur boxing club. Okay. He had he had one more fighter that, that, that he produced that came from there. That's one of the probably is the top amateur right now, Lennox Boyce. Okay. Um, that was his last protege. Okay, okay. After that, it kind of went down. Well, you know, he, he had a nemesis. Oh, oh, we considered him his nemesis, Quincy Pratt. Quincy <laughs> yeah, where's Quincy Pratt? Quincy Pratt is still active in boxing. Okay, I, I, I speak to Quincy Pratt just about every day. Okay, okay. Um, he has I don't know what his club name, but mm-hmm. he said he want to do something down in the community down in Foxhill. Okay, okay. Um, but he was at the gym for the summer. Mm-hmm. We came with the kids for the summer. Okay, you think you think you think you win a match against uh, Ray Minus now? Right now, in, in the right pre- right now in the present. In the present? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He get up with that. He get up with that. He get up with that, but boy, in in, in Ray Prime. Yeah, he can get up with no, 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 boy. Listen, me as 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 a young boy, I watched, I watched them two go at it at least about four or five times. And man, Quincy, 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 get that. That was his Achilles heel, man. He gonna never beat Ray. I don't know why. At one point, I it, it almost looked like he. I think it was like almost a second to the last fight that they had. Oh, like he he almost win that fight, but I don't know what happened with with with, Quint, with, with uh, Quincy man. Yeah, Radius Radius is tricky like that. Yeah, Radius, he get them tricks. Right, you know? right. And so, so where do you see where do you see boxing going right now? Right now, I think we could. Bring boxing back mm-hmm. to number one spot. Okay, I think we could. Uh, if we have a lot more corporate sponsors, right, right, that will invest mm-hmm. into these youths, I think it could go very far. Did 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 um you you guys as coaches or you men as coaches have you approached corporate Bahamas like different different entities like you know the big these big people you get Sabas and the boys you get flowers and the boys and you got. You have um, Rupert and the boys. All, all these big entities are taking millions. Them, them standard eye people, you know. Have anybody, Atlantis, you know, Bahama, has anybody say, listen, let's see if we could get major sponsors to sponsor the sport of boxing, um, to even get a proper gym, a proper, you know, a proper box. Yeah. If you if you ride out there by the sports center where, where you are, you could see, a big, pretty um, baseball stadium being built. Right. Across the street, you know, you have the National mm-hmm. Stadium. I mean, boxing, you know, when you go back and you look at boxers like Elijah Obed, Ray Minus, Quincy Pratt, you, um, Misha Major. Uh, what's, what's the gentleman name now? He's a professional boxer. 
he um he was sponsored by Nigard. I can't remember. Torino His, Johnson. Torino Johnson. Yeah. You know, I, I saw him the other day. He was still running and jogging and yeah. and, and, and on you know, yeah. still fit. Mm. I saw him running down in the Kamaika Road area. Mm. You know, so have 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 you as or or the coaches say let's let's form a network outside of the federation and see if we could get them to sponsor the clubs? Well we haven't we haven't formed anything outside of the federation. Right. It's been it's, it's been talks about it, mm-hmm. but it's never actually happened. Right. It's it's never actually happened because when it comes to dedication and it comes to persistence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not everyone on the same page. Okay. So okay. So we will have let's say me and Valentino all in right. something, and we need everybody to come on board so we right. can make it happen. And then this placing up this excuse, that placing up that excuse, so. In the, the last two shows that happened, the last me and Valentino Knowles put those shows on ourselves. Wow. We had we had a few people that came in and then uh, like YKS and uh Alka Boots Water. Okay. Um Shawin and mm-hmm. one or two other people who, who just put a little help in on right, right, right. assist us with a few things. But mm-hmm. we basically put the plan, the idea and put it in the motion right. and did it ourselves. No but you y'all didn't approach the government nope. at the time on it. We did. Mm-hmm. We did on certain things. Okay. Like equipment for the gym. Okay. Okay. Um, trying to modernize the gym. Okay. So y'all got y'all got y'all got that going. Well, we we haven't got a response as yet mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. For that. Um, but they are waking along with us. Okay. Okay. So we just hoping that everything goes according to plan and, and, and you know. People is be busy. Right. Right. And for these things to happen, you have to be on them. You have mm-hmm, to be on mm-hmm. them. So. Like I said, we just keeping our fingers crossed and hoping that they, they come they through. Come to and assist us. Okay, so if 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 it's one thing that you can see that could could that could help boxers in this country or to, to to return boxing back to its former glory, what would be, what that would be? Um, support from the parents. Mm-hmm. Because I can remember times I was slacking off and. Right. Hey, my father used to come or my mother used to come. Hey, get up! You think you can out there and go to go to the gym? Right, oh, right. Come, let's go to the gym, name So I feel like if the parents really push behind these boys too, mm-hmm. hey, something could happen. Okay, and and I I mean, we know that boxing ain't us the safest sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 do you guys as coaches um, assure parents that listen? This could be a good thing for your kids to get involved in, whether it's female or male. Okay, a lot of people think boxing is just coming in the ring, savage fighting, punching, mm-hmm. and this boxing is a technique. Right. Boxing is an art. Mm-hmm. We don't allow boxers to even go in the ring mm-hmm. until after a month. Okay. When they have learned the proper technique mm-hmm. and they learn how to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have a fighter coming into the gym. And we just throw them in the gym with another fighter who's been there a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Right. And then they just get injured or get mm-hmm. damaged. We teach you how to protect yourself. Right. We teach you how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you do go in the ring, you mm-hmm. go in with another just like you. Right, right. Which is the novice category where they mm-hmm. tell you, you mm-hmm. go in with another novice, either okay. who had no fights at all just <laughs> like you. Right, right. Or one. Right. And 
Cause, cause, cause one, 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 you ain't really saying that near. No. You still, you still, you still, you still nervous. You still, you still, still nervous. Yeah. You still nervous. So uh-huh. that's how, that's how we do it. We drive, and they have to be the work, the right weight. Okay, okay. So we ain't gonna put 165 pounds against 130 pounds. Right, right. We ain't, with each one, obviously the 165 pounds. He joins them heavier blows. Heavier blows. Right. So we try to do Hopefully. 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 Yeah, hopefully. But we try to be as professional as possible with it. Okay, okay. All right. Um, let's segue a little bit from boxing. I know. I know you got into some music. Yeah. You started. You started. You started to do some music. Um, you know, from time to time, you would have sent me some music that you would have been doing. Uh, uh, how is that coming on? Well, I haven't. I haven't done music in a in a in a in a, in a while. Right. Right. I haven't done music in a while. Um, I I wouldn't say I lose my passion for it. Right. But. All right, the majority of the music I made, right, it was something behind it. Okay, it ain't like I just go on the studio and say, "Hey, let me sing this." Right, right. It was something behind it. Right. Some all the time it wasn't something good. Right. And sometimes it was something positive that motivated me to write the song. Right, right. But, but that's how I am with music. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. have to be something that drive something you, to drive you, right? Push me to do it. Right. I just go and just write a song. Okay. And, and even now at this age and. Um, the movements I'm making now, I can't go in the studio and say, "Hey, pick up my gun and shoot you in your face and this and that." Right, I can't right, make that, right, right. that kind of music no more. Right. It ain't in me to make that kind of music. Right. No more. I can tell you where I come from in my music. Right, right. I can tell you how I get out of it. Okay. I can tell you things what happened. Right. Like I ain't. I can't go with that and right, right. promote something that I trying to go against. Right? Mm-hmm, that I against. Mm-hmm. Because you have a, you have evolved. Uh, right. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of young boys looking up, up to you. So if I go on, if I go on, I telling you one thing and then you hear mm-hmm. me bring out some music say shoot him in the face. Yeah, yeah. How I look? Yeah. A hypocrite. Yeah, You're a hypocrite. And I have friends, I have friends that just reach out to me every day. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I want you doing this track with me. They say, let me hear the track. Right. They hear the track. Oh, murder on my mind, murder! I say, hey, you can't do that. Right, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't pass a stage in my life. I can't do that. All right, and 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 so so okay, so 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 music, it got to be the right music for you. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hey, listen, I wouldn't. I trying to say there's no saint. The same right. like, I wouldn't go on a track, but I ain't gonna go on no track if it talking stupidness. Right, right, right. If you making sense. I could come on that and I could talk something with you. Like right, right. I, I, I ain't coming on the on the thing. I'm like a gospel singer. Right, right, right. But, <laughs> but I ain't coming on there talking no. No, no. Thing I'm here up. Yeah, you know because I mean? you know, you know, in our country, um, that 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 seems to be the new trend. If you ain't singing but guns, um, one time it used to be if you ain't singing but women. But now these these fellas, it's only about just the street life. And how much body you should get? Yeah, and they don't, some of them don't even know nothing but the street. No. You know, they, they, they can't even spell the word street. You know, um, it's more about views, shares, and likes. That, that That is what they're looking for. Um, you know, they want they want get they want get 12,000 viewers on YouTube so they could make some money. Right. You know, they ain't care what they're saying. Um, and so you could even see the deterioration in Bohemian, especially Bohemian hip-hop. Mm. And what we call rap. You could see the deterioration in, inside of it, whereas, you know, ain't nobody really paying attention to what, what's going on in our country, with, with, with especially with our young men. Um, do you think that between music, the arts, um, sports, can that save lives in this country? Music, for sure, definitely can save lives. Mm-hmm. Because, um, well, you know, in the Bible, they say, 
Uh, the devil was one, uh, one of the angels in charge of music. He was the man. He used to he be man music, music of a lot of influence. Right, right. Even if if I feel in a certain way, mm-hmm. if I angry with something, I'm mad with something, mm-hmm. I can go and make car and play Tupac. Right. Or what these little, put them up now, King Vaughn and NBA young boy. Right. I ain't listen to that because now I'm very angry. Right, right. right. And yeah, as I listen to Tupac, tell me that, Oh, I grab my gun and do so that could put me in that mood. Right. The minute someone missing bomb up into me, yeah. I already in the zone. Right, right, right. You you ready for war? I already in the zone. That boy's right. name do me nothing, you know. Right, right. But I already in the zone. Mm-hmm. And then don't let you be drinking or smoking on top of that. Right, right. Do something stupid, you ain't really want to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, uh, and then our thoughts, our mm-hmm. thoughts create our reality. Right, right. So if I always if I always listen to music, that mean I always thinking violent. Mm-hmm. And then I, as I think in that, I create in a part, and I create in that that that, that violent reality right, right. for myself. All that environment, eh? You see, right, right. So I feel like the music definitely, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and sports, sports, um, it's a it's a way that they would have something to not to do and uh, instead of having idle time. time. Right, right, man. Well, I know, I know, I can talk some of your business now, though. <laughs> I know when I, I, I think I would have met you, but three years ago now. Somewhere there about, and I can remember the first thing when I met you. I, I saw this fella come walking. I said, "Jesus, it's a big doing." <laughs> I say, "I know I can handle this one." You know, um, you wanted to join the the Masonic order. You came, you, you uh, and then then you said your name. And your name the sound familiar to me. I, I think I turned to the person who was in charge of the organ and and our lord at the time because I was in charge of the organization. <laughs> I say, boy, that's the fella. He's a boxer, boy. And then, then I ask you, and you say, yeah. And I and I gave you the nickname boxer, yeah. and and I think that stuck. That, that that I I don't I sometimes I don't even remember your real name. Yeah. Um, and you you brought a different sense of um. When you came, you had a different aura, you know. Um, I can remember one time you sent me a song that you wrote. I don't know if you remember the song that you sent me. Yeah. It, it was talking about some pyramids and oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I was quite, I was not amused, but amazed. Mm. I was like, boy, you don't know what people um, possess or what they can do, right, right. and 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 you 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 got involved in the organization. You you invite me around to your club, you know. <laughs> I think I came once. Uh, you start calling me granddaddy, you know. <laughs> I can call the right name. So everybody was like looking like, you know, this was he granddaddy for joy. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So um and so I I I I have a a, a sense of what you all is be doing. And I could see the passion and the drive, I mean, for you in particular. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't get to meet the other gentleman. But I saw that you were training some other young men, it was like six or seven of them, and then one was like Biggest me, younger fella, but he was tall. I think you'd call him Giant. Yeah. Where is Giant? Giant right now, probably by McDonald's. I <laughs> <laughs> say, probably. Giant probably by McDonald's right now. Right, but right. But this situation is with work. Mm. His work was, he's working a lot of double shifts. And okay, stuff like that. okay. So he wasn't able to keep up. And you think he was big then? You need to see him now. He passed. He passed through one uh, the other day, and he come and get a little wake up. Right, because he he he, he like he like about six four six five, yeah. and he was like over, over three hundred pounds. He's, big he's, he's even, a big guy. And he even I tell you, I remember one time me and him going to McDonald's, and 
I didn't tell him I wanted no McDonald's and none. none. He, right. he say, "Wait, he say, coaching here. Yeah, he tell him McDonald's or whatever." Mm. And he he's on the line. He say, uh, "He say, uh, let me get a, a Big Mac, a large fries. Uh. Uh, let me get a quarter pounder, a ten piece nuggets, and a next small fries or yeah. something like that." So I say, "Well, he must see order something." For you do right. it, right? Yeah. So after he order, he say, "Oh, you want something?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know. Sometimes we, um, you know, we we do some things because yeah. we young. Yeah, we young. The body, the body could, the body could do it. Uh, the water body could handle it. Um, in in the sense of training, I I know that you do fitness as well yeah. because I saw you had some 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 other people who were there for fitness. That's what I really came for. Right. But um, like COVID came about, and you know things started to spiral out. How is the fitness aspect coming on? Well, the fitness part of it is is a it, it's not as tough as actual training, training actual boxes, right? Because could have fooled me. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was the lightweight. That was that was a lightweight. That was the lightweight. I I think I was just I think I just too old. That's the lightweight, but um, yeah, like. I give you a routine, right. go to your routine, right. and as I switch up these routines, mm-hmm. you you start to uh, get the results you want. Now, if you tell me a specific area you want to target, right, right. I give you exercises that will target that area, mm-hmm. and it's more straightforward than actually having to teach a boxer how to stand, okay, okay. how to fix your hand, mm-hmm. how to rotate your hand, and right. so it's... It takes a lot of work. A lot of people think it's easy, but it ain't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so, so you're you're not only a boxing coach; you're a fitness, fitness coach. coach is right. Okay, and 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 so you could you can help people on their fitness journey. Right. You can help them if they want it as a career. Right. But you incorporate both. Both. All right. Instead, even even in the the, the fitness, right? You still get you still get, you get a little bit of boxing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so so you let you let you let the yeah, your fitness people spar with other people or they spar. If they want to. Right. If they want to. Some of them must get a little froggy and where they been around a little on this. Let me go in the ring. Yeah, yeah. They get touched once or twice. I damn mess with that no more. They come out after that. Right, right, yeah. right. All right. And so you know, um, what 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 is the, what is the plans for the future? What we would like to do, mm-hmm. uh, like I said uh, earlier, we would like to build a new amateur boxing team. Right. But to uh, have an actual national team that was on that level mm-hmm. that we were. Right. Also, we would like a more state-of-the-art gym. Okay, okay. Waking the awards, getting that more equipment. Um, one of my visions for boxing is to actually have a school here, mm-hmm. just like it is in Cuba. Okay. Boxing take, all day. Yeah, but... That instead of the school way, because you have a lot of youths, they work better with their hands. Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. to say they're dumb, right? Because they know everything in the book, right? Right. But they could come here and put this something together yeah. you, could, you could never do, right? Right. Their head, right? No training, no, no training. It's correct. So if we could get the boxers off the streets, mm-hmm. we could get these youths off the street. They have a way to output that aggression what they have from the streets through boxing, right? And also. In the school, they learn the trick. Right. Do you? Uh, well, you you you've been around the world. You've been in Jamaica. You've been in Cuba. You've been to many Caribbean countries. Mm-hmm. All basically all around the world, there are schools that just are designed for trades. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. The children will go to school. They learn basic maths, basic English, um, business administration, things like that. Mm-hmm. But they spend majority of their day from 10th grade to 12th grade mm-hmm. practicing a trade. 
this this is why I think we're losing the fight because not everybody's going to be academically inclined. You see what I'm saying? Um, somebody won't be an electrician. Somebody won't be a plumber. Somebody won't be a carpenter. Somebody won't um, do boxing. You know what I mean? They 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 want to do wrestling. They want to play basketball. Our system is only designed for academics. Academics. You don't do this. Now I'm understanding that the Ministry of Education say you 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 fail grade ten, you ain't even graduating. You ain't even graduating. You don't have you don't have the ability now to redeem yourself. From slackening off, you see. I know before it was grade nine. You fail your BJCs, that's it, you know. And I and I think that's a disservice to some people. Some people just blow them late, you know. Um, we're not putting the things in place for our young people to succeed. It's almost seems like we putting everything in wait for them to fail. You see, what I'm saying, and we the same things when I was in school. I've been in school from 1991, right? And people who older than me then been in school from then. Right, and the same things that are happening with the academic system today is still happening. When when I was in school, that is not progress. That is not progress. So, for you all who who in this system, um, collectively, I think you all gonna have to come together um, to 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 network, uh, to to go to the government with something solid, you know. Um, there are many people who benefited from boxing in this country. Many, yep. many families that survived off boxing in this country. I, I could call a couple of them. You know, um, you know, especially that place where Ray Minus used to be. Yeah. You know, he, he was partnered with one of the big families in this country. Mm. You know, and um, you know, people like um, Elijah Obed, who went around the world as a professional boxer, won, and and it it, it was just like we dismissed him. Mm. You know. And there, there are other major boxes who came up through the system, and it's just like, okay, let's push them on the side. There is nothing in place for them. Um, in your personal aspect, where do you where where do you see yourself going with boxing the career? How many kids? I know I know you should have three or four kids right now. Eh? Four kids, four <laughs> kids right now. So you're a family man. You're yeah. a father. Yeah. Um, how many boys you have? You mean in boxing? No, your your own personal kids. I have two boys. Your two, two boys, boys, two, two girls. girls. Oh yeah. Lord, you in problems? <laughs> you in problems? You got you got you got both sides of the fence. Yeah. yeah, and so so they're depending. The older one is how old? Fourteen. And the youngest one? The youngest, she three. She three. Yeah. All right. So, you 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 was a real real daddy. Yeah. And and you're active with them. Right. And so you 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 you're not an absent father. You are a present father. Right. And so. What what is the plans for Kishno now, moving forward? Moving forward, I would hope to get my uh, all my stars and become like a five star coach. Okay, okay. You know, because um, you have to be at a certain level mm-hmm. of knowledge, mm-hmm. information, and coaching. Okay. To um to to even go to certain events. Okay. And that's my main goal right now. So to get as much knowledge mm-hmm. as possible in, in this, this venture that I want right now. How, how many stars are you at now? I don't have any stars right now. Okay. I supposed to have I supposed to have um about two now. Okay. But what happened is the, the courses that I took. Right. I haven't received the certificates, certificates for this yet. yet but okay. I have the knowledge mm-hmm. um, of a two star in the book. Okay. In the book, I have the knowledge as a, a two star, star, but in my head, you I can, have the five. Star. You got to get you already that yeah, you done there. I didn't know. Yeah. So, so it is a process of you have to 
study, sit in a sit a, sit an exam. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's actually well, you know, when the pandemic started, we right. started doing the Zoom. Okay. So we will have um, the Hiiba the Hiiba Association message the president mm-hmm. um, to, to to get us inside the courses. Okay. For the for the coaching, mm-hmm. and it's so important. What I try to do now to have my boxers educated as well. Mm-hmm. I ask for let's say one or two of them okay. to be submitted. Okay. So they could come inside the, wow. the, the So so you you train and you train and train us. Right. Okay. Facts. I sometimes even in the gym I say hey, the ones who I see get the hair on their body say right. you lead the class today. Mm-hmm. I can watch. Okay. And if they make a mistake, I just say hey, not like that. That's what it is way, right. I try to make build leaders. Okay. You know what I mean, I don't right, want right. to be followers. Right, right. I'm trying to build leaders, but yeah, moving forward, that's what I like to do. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so that that's the immediate plan. Is is it expensive to get qualified, or do you all pay for it yourself, or? Well, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. Okay. Um, um, the federation is um supposed to take care of that. Right. But. I don't know. It's because we wasn't traveling doing these these courses mm-hmm. that it wasn't as expensive. Because Valentino knows um, when he did his course, mm-hmm. the pandemic wasn't nowhere near around. Mm. He had to fly to Hungary. Wow! He had to fly to Hungary, and I can't give you. I know money was involved there, mm-hmm. right, right. But I can't give you an estimate d- of d- how d- much money. Right, was right. Involved. Now it may be different because just just go in Hungary. You're not looking at maybe but eleven hundred dollars. All right. Yeah, and then. Food money, right? So and accommodation, right? That probably was a, a cost, but because of the the pandemic, and then I have to do the stuff on Zoom, right? Right. I don't think it's that expensive. Plus, okay, yeah, you know? okay, all right. So, so, so that's the immediate plan for boxing yeah. as a father. What, what, what do you, what do you, what do you got for kids? Well, you know, I uh, I just sat down with my children uh, yesterday right. inside the barber, mm-hmm. and I asked each of them. I said. My old my eldest son Kailas, I say, Kailas, what you what you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. I I ask him this all the time, but right, I want right. to see if it switched. Right, right, right. He say he, he want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. or a professional basketball player. Right. I say so. What about boxing? Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I say you like basketball more than boxing. He say yeah, daddy. He say, yeah. I say that ain't cool. Yeah. I say I say Zion, that's my youngest son. Mm-hmm. Zion, what you want to be? Him all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to be a police. You want to be a police? And guess what? He always have a shake in his pants. Always. He in the yard, mm-hmm. shaking the butt, shaking the butt. He dressed. He, he ready for work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my eldest daughter, Athena, she wants to be a, a, a veterinarian. Okay. She okay. Like animals. Yeah, okay. She that's like good. Animals. That's she good. like animals. Mm-hmm. But my main focus is to just play something mm-hmm. and uh, have something in place that my children don't have to struggle okay. like how I had to. Right, right, right. At least... If I could give them a jump, right, in life, right, right, right. You know what I mean, something mm-hmm. to fall on if mm-hmm. they're doing hard times. Something, something there, like you know, something for them to have. Right, that they wouldn't have to go through what I going through. Well, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of people who subscribe to the Bible says, and the Bible, the Bible says, a father would make room mm-hmm. or make provisions for his children or leave an inheritance for his children. One of one of the things that where we miss as parents or as men, um, one of the greatest. Investments that you can make is life insurance. Life insurance. Life insurance. That that is how other gen. That's how other um, people mm-hmm. inherit generational wealth. We believe that that life insurance for us it ain't for us because when you dead, mm-hmm. it goes to the people that you leave it for, mm-hmm. and that's what we call transfer of wealth. 
that if you have life insurance, you have $250,000 in a life insurance at your age, you only can pay like maybe $30 a month. Mm. You know, um, you pass away, God forbid. You times that by four. You have four kids. Each one of them get what? Uh, $50,000. You see what I'm saying? That's a jump. And that that is how the other races do it. They they pass on generational wealth through insurance. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I, I that's giving you some yeah, life lessons, some you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> so if you don't have life insurance, get the life insurance, you know? Stick with it. It might seem hard. Get life insurance for your children. Mm. You know, God forbid, something might happen to them. Uh, but that is how you continue to um, um, send your generation in the future with monies. You know, we, we ain't going to be here forever. You know, and whilst we're here, we have to do what we're supposed to do and leave our legacy. And, and obviously, you leaving, you, leave, you, you are leaving a legacy behind. Um, and I know you have, some other, you have some other sons and daughters or who you're training, so they're looking up to you. Right. You know, um, so the, the last question I would ask you for the day is, if there's one thing that you can change from your past, what would that have been? It's a pass, you know. It's a it's a pass, pass. Yeah. Um. I just talked, but the start of the um the way I used to spend my money, right? Manage my money. Mm. Um. I caught a, a case. I was a juvenile, and um, the place where I was working at that time, mm-hmm. um, I was making a lot of money, right? And I used to just spend my money lavishly on clothes and jewelry and right. shoes and mm-hmm. tennis. And, mm-hmm. and when I catch the case, the lawyer, she was a family friend. Right. She was like, she's like, you know, you realize how much money you're making right now. She said, you're making more than some people who have degrees and stuff like that, right? Wow. She said, take your money and put your money in uh, the teacher's greatest union right. and save your money right. and stop doing foolishness. Mm-hmm. And I never do it. Wow. Up to this day, <laughs> I never do it. So that would be one of the major things. That would be one of the things because I probably would have been more financially set. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And my children, like, you know what I mean? Right, my children right. would have probably been more financially set right? if I didn't do it from way back, back then. Back then to now. Yeah, to now. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you still got a whole life ahead of you. Mm. You know, so it ain't, it ain't never too late. If you save $10, that's $10 saved. Right. You know, and, and if you save $10 a week, that's $40 a month. When your time's over like 52 weeks, you could do the month. That's so $520. Uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's, how I, that's, how, that's, how I, that's how I calculate things, what I can afford, what I could afford to put away. Mm. You know, if I want to buy something, I don't buy it outright. I, I just save towards it. You see what I'm saying? Lay, lay away. That's how them white people is doing, you know. They lay away everything, and then when they're ready for it, yeah, nobody know how you get it. Ain't nobody concerned. Right. You see what I'm saying? I have it. You know what I mean? Um, but it was indeed my pleasure to sit down here this afternoon with you to talk about um, your life journey, um, where you see the sport of boxing going. Um, hopefully one day we could get the, the Boxing Federation or some more coaches in the studio. Mm. I, I can leave that to you to set that up. Yeah, man, they could come through. Um, just tell me the date and time. We could put that together so we, we could talk to some boxers. Right. You know, even even people who win boxing now, you know, right. because um, we gotta we gotta we gotta change the script of this game. We losing the fight, mm. honestly. We losing the fight to the streets to this violence that's going on in this country. Right, right, right. right. And all I just want to say, continue. You continue to be positive. Keep pushing. 
you know, um, and and things will turn around eventually. Thanks, man. All right. So tell the people how they could find you if they're interested in fitness or they're interested in bringing their kids for boxing. Let them know how they can find you. Well, you could reach out to me um, on Facebook, uh, the Aftershock Boxing 242 Fitness Gym. Mm-hmm. You could see me on uh, Instagram, same thing, Aftershock Boxing. Um, it's two Aftershock Boxing pages. One is run by Valentino Knowles and one is run by myself. But mm-hmm. if you reach out to anyone else, you will still get the same result because we work together. Okay. Yeah. Any telephone number? Yeah, you could contact me at 437-8117. Say it one more time for them. 437-8117. All right, people, there you have it. Big, bad, Keith no major. <laughs> And that's my that's my that's my brother, <laughs> aka the boxer. So y'all be safe and thank you for tuning in today. Continue to follow us on newvision242.com, New Vision on Facebook ADM and New Vision on Instagram. Peace. New Vision Media 242 to the world. New Vision Media. Wasting time is over. New Vision Media.